die transformatietafel word met trots geborg dier Maxflex Cables. You are listening to the Transformation Table, where we talk about God's business. Um, good morning to the people that's on the Zoom meeting this morning, the people that's going to be listening to um, podcasts later, later, and of course um, the people that's listening in on at, at radio. What a awesome morning! It's nice and cold and fresh, and we're up early. Everybody's looking uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and dressed warmly. So uh, I'm expecting that we're going to have a great morning this morning. Um, uh, Gideon, could I ask you to open for us in prayer, please? Lord Jesus, we come to you and say thank you once again that we can come into your presence. Thank you that we can ask you to be busy with us. Lord, give us your guidance. There are, um, we have many challenges, but it's great. To know that there's no challenge that we are facing in these days that you haven't had a great solution for in the past. Thank you also, Lord, that we can know that in whatever situations we will have, whether it's personally or as a country or even as the world, we can take it head on with you because we are more than conquerors. We also understand the importance of so many things. Most of all, to know you. Therefore, we come to you and ask for your guidance. Give us your wisdom through your spirit. Thank you for that. Thank you that we know for sure you said, when we ask, you will give. It's the joy of the Father to give us his spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Gideon. I'm humbled this morning um, with the the people that we've got sitting around this table for this particular topic. Um, You know, I think we've got the heavyweights around the table when it comes to Bible knowledge this morning. And and that makes me feel uh, very small at this stage. Um, so thank you guys. It's, uh, it's, it's, we've got a, a good team together. And, and, um, I think the important thing was last week, the, the theme of our, uh, uh podcast was, uh, Fred, just help me, uh, um, uh, let, let God choose your team. If I can translate it in English. Yeah. Let God choose your team. And, um, I think if there was a team that was chosen for this morning's discussion, knowing that the situation we are in in South Africa, this would be a, this would be the Springbok team. So, uh, I'm grateful for the guys that's around the table this morning. Uh, I, I want to discuss a subject this morning or topic this morning. And I want to ask us that we, that we stick to this. Let's, let's stay to the topic and focus on this this morning because not only is it very important, but it is also there's a lot of ground to cover, and um, I'm, I'm I, my feeling is that we possibly won't be able to cover all of it uh, this morning. But let's try and stick to the topic, and then we can see how far we can get. And and the topic is very specific. It is <clears throat> the biblical principle behind community development. You know, we can we can talk about it, we can have emotions about it, we can have um, opinions about it, but if we do not build our plan and our foundation on a solid rock, we're going to have nothing. So 
me and Henry had a bit of a, a chat during earlier this week. Biblical principles of um, community development. Me and Henry were talking this week about uh, where does it, where, where in the Bible do we talk about uh, community development? And we had a little bit of a chat around that, Henry. I, I wonder if I can ask you just to start about what what we were discussing, uh, the base of. Uh, and the principles, the b- biblical principles of community development. You want me to to just uh, repeat some of that? Um, uh, yeah, I I see. I've been looking at at this uh, quite seriously for for a while, um, and and um, uh, we spoke about the the base of a foundation uh, uh, the, of the foundation of a of a of a nation. Uh, is not the church, it's uh, family. Um, and when families are in order, uh, everything else goes in order because uh, if one family touches another and so you uh, develop a whole community that's in order. Um, and and uh, that's why the enemy is um, really attacking family life, uh, marriages, uh so many aspects of family life is being uh, attacked um, because once you destroy a family, you actually destroy the nation. Um, so, so whatever development happens outside um, uh, and our roads and all those those kind of things, uh, actually the the base is family. When when a family is spiritually in order. Um, then the whole uh, nation um, comes in into order. Now, something I didn't mention, uh, Menzo, uh, that I, I feel I should also mention, uh, during COVID time when we couldn't travel, um, I've been very concerned for for uh, our nation and, and the things that are happening and, and uh, the lack of knowledge that there is in, in churches and in, in Christian communities about uh, Scripture. And so I started writing a series of books now I've got a, a series of of ten books uh, called Conflicting Kingdoms, the Kunenkrake and Conflict, and that's basically the conflict between the kingdom of light and darkness, and the whole community development. Everything is is part of this conflict. One of the books is family and and marriage, um, and it, uh, we must understand we are we are here in a spiritual conflict. Um, that touches our nation in in every aspect, and we need to understand the spiritual conflict. It it it's a it's not just some good ideas we're looking for. We we saying, Lord, give us wisdom to to combat the the uh, the kingdom of darkness. Um, the scripture says very clearly, we must stand against the devil, and he will flee from us. He's not going to flee just because we're not Christians. He's going to flee when we stand up. Uh, and and we need to stand for our families. So it, for me, it starts with family values. Yeah, just in short. Thank you, Henry. The, 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 the we're getting back to this point in in every discussion that we're having around the transformation table. When we talk community development, we get back to the the basis of the of the family. You know, and we almost go back. Not almost. We definitely go back one more step or a couple more steps. And uh, Liam put it so nicely on our group um, the other day. Uh, yesterday uh, uh, was it yesterday that it's about the fathers. You know, if the if the if the if the fathers of the family is not mm. there, 
you know, and and there's there's more than this. Just there, the 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 father um, could be present, but he's not actively there. Um, he's not connected. Um, uh, uh, not leading. Not, not leading. Not leading, and not and not in touch uh, with his personal relationship with God. Then then he. You know, it's great that you're there, but you need to be there. Um, you know, Gideon, uh, uh, in his prayer this morning said, uh, make business with us, you know, <clears throat> and if you do not, if the father does not make business with, with, with his relationship, um, firstly getting it from God, then he cannot be effective passing it on to his family. And, and that is such a, that's such, such a base, um, basic biblical principle. Um, you know, I'm thinking of 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 the 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 prayer that Jesus had uh, speak to speaking to his father um, and asking for uh, you know that we understand the unity that <clears throat> that is between them and that we could have the same be be in the same unity um, with God and um, and that is the basic principle of 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 where the father needs to come from. You know, it's not just being present, but also being uh, connected. If I'm, uh, you know, and, and if I may say it like that. So um, I don't know, guys. You know the story. If you want to put your hand up, um, uh, then um, then you can you can partake in this discussion. It's around the table discussion. Um, so please, let's get into it. Uh, uh, Peter, the the base, you know, you, 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 we, we've been busy with the father in the family um, for a while now, and uh, the question the question is, <clears throat> where in the Bible would you say was the very first time that we encountered that um, that uh, that we we um, the father plays an important role in in the family. If I can put you under pressure there. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when he created Adam, uh, already he was nurturing, giving instruction, giving destiny, giving purpose and identity. And, uh, I mean, that's who he is. And, uh, no, that's definitely it. Uh, just to touch on what Henry said, uh, that uh, submitting to God, uh, resisting the devil, the challenge there is we need to submit to God first. And from that place of submission, we need to then take a stand and resist and do. But if you're not submitted, uh, the enemy won't flee. You need to be standing where God tells you to stand. Now, in this nation, as Christians, we look with, with rosy sunglasses at how everything is just going to get fixed. But there are so many people who will not accept our biblical values. We cannot afford to be naive yet. So we need to operate from a place of submission and sincerity and faith. But um, we need to be looking almost through, through the world's eyes at the problems, but with God's sunglasses on. 
if I can put it that way. Um, so just maybe some wood on the fire here for the for our discussion. I've been looking into this, and in in scripture, I find, and even in common life, I find that there are basically a community is uh, there are basically five kinds of communities, and all of them share the thing that they come together in a sense of belonging to uh, to advocate to further the aims to fight off the threats and to support one another. So they advocate, they fight, and they support. Um, And uh, so the main thing is that they have the sense of belonging. They have a sense of belonging. We're in this together, Masekan. We're in this together. And uh, so the five kinds of groups that I see. There's an interest group. Let me just mention them and then I'll tell you what they are. Interest, action, place, practice, circumstances. As regards the interests, they have common interests, common attitudes, common threats, and common values. Uh, like they all motor racing fans, for example. The action group has similar things, but they are trying to bring change. Their main focus in being together is to bring change. That's an action community. Then a place community is geographically. They bound by. They all come from George or whatever. All the posh people come was from George these days. So we're um, the, the practice, they have common practices. They all uh, ride bicycle or they all go to gym or they, they have that in common. And the circumstances is pretty obvious. They're all in the same boat um, in this thing. So those are the five types of communities that we see. And if you look at Nehemiah, you look throughout Scripture, you will find those five types. Um, they were the believers, the followers of the way. They had that in common. They didn't even speak the same language. But uh, they had, you know, Christ united them. Uh, and so it goes on. But um, I do want to say that it's been worrying me a while now we mustn't be naive in this thing because a lot of people don't wear the biblical rosy sunglasses that we wear, you know. All things are possible. We know that. They don't know that. So at this stage, that's all I want to add. Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Peter. It is interesting that, uh, you know, um, me and Henry had, as I said, a chat earlier in the week, and um, uh, one of the things that I was thinking after afterwards, Henry, and it's just a, I'm almost off the topic, so I'm on, on dangerous grounds here. But we 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 had a discussion, uh, I think, a while ago, and I said to him, I'm not a I'm not a big reader. And Henry mentioned now the books that uh, that that you wrote, and that's that's specifically why I asked Henry to this for this morning. 
But, um, and, I, and I was thinking about it. We had a quick chat and I was thinking about it. And although I make the statement that I'm not a big reader, I actually lying to myself because if I need some information, you know, um, I go and look for the literature. You know, if we have to solve a engineering problem, you know, there's great literature about about that. If we need to solve a um, this problem, the answers are in the Bible. Gideon was praying about it this morning. You know, let us find the answers for this, and. Um, so, so I think one big important part of thing here is to encourage um, getting getting back into reading and 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 finding those answers. And I'm talking to myself here. You know, uh, 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 I think I think uh, uh, not being a big reader is possibly a little bit of laziness more than anything else. But uh, the, the the value of of studying what we need to do in our families around our families. Is starts in in um, in our Bible with the answers that we can get there, but also there is lots of as you say, Peter, the, the sunglasses. We um, we can certainly uh, uh, see through history how this this situation that we're in has been repeated before many many times, and and how the people got through it. So, Henry, I don't know if you've got to want to comment on that. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to uh, um, comment something that uh, just came to me as as uh, Peter was uh, speaking about the different groups. And I thought to myself, you know, this was all those disciples in the boat together. They were all feeling sorry for themselves because they're all in the same circumstances in the in the storm. And they kind of take, taking comfort that we all all got the same trouble. Uh, but Peter to actually get out of that group and get on the on the uh, on the sea and start walking to the water. There are are times when we have to stop feeling sorry for ourselves and get on the water and start taking action. I mean that's what we had to do in in Zimbabwe. Just get out and and then uh, Mandy asked me that that um, significant question which changed our life. She said, "What what does tomorrow hold?" I said to her, um, uh, we've got a nice plate of food to eat tonight. We've got a warm uh, bed to sleep in. Tomorrow belongs to the Lord. And we're not going to sit in a heap and feel sorry for ourselves. We're going to get out there and we're going to help other people who are going through trauma. Uh, and we'll never ask for money. That was the, the uh, key of that. But we had to uh, realize that there are Thousands of people, even now, all over the world, Rhodesians that have lost their farms and all feeling sorry for themselves and all got bitterness. But we had to get out of that group and say, we're going to make a difference. So I think, uh, Peter, thank you for, for that. There, there are these groups, but we've got to read, see when we have to get out of that and start getting into the action group making a difference and getting into the right action. I mean, you've got all these green people and gay people and what have you, all of them in a group and 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 feeling comfort in we've got others like ourselves, but the 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 basis of the group is completely skewed. And yeah, just on, on the reading side, um uh, um as you mentioned, um I just uh, I am one of those that I wasn't a reader. 
at all. I, I did very poorly at school. I wrote the O-level three times and failed each time. I just really could never have considered myself a reader. But I, at one stage, I realized if I'm going to gain knowledge, if I'm going to increase, I'm going to have to make myself read. And I started reading and started spending time and then the writing a little bit. First, I published one of my brother's books, and I was very interested, and that gave me a go. It was little steps to to start uh, reading and writing and, and studying, and, and now I've got, I've got lots of books that I've written. But, but um, each of us are in that place. If we want to see action, we have to get out of the boat of feeling sorry for ourselves and labeling ourselves something which God didn't make. This thing of not being a reader is not something of God. It's a lie of the devil to keep us ignorant. Yes, that's actually the point, to keep us ignorant. It is interesting that you mention it, Domenri. I, I, can, I can, you know, and I think that is the key of community development, making the choice to get out of the situation that you are in, not sitting in a heap and moaning about it, but making the choice, you know, and 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 then and then there's some action that needs to be taken. I, I for me personally, uh, I can remember the, the the situations that I've been in where I sit and think, how are we going to get out of this one? You know, where to next? And 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 every time, the the way out of it was getting up and not feeling sorry for yourself and getting back into the game. I mean, uh, I, I always think of a, a very simple game of rugby, Freak. Um, I remember getting a good, uh, 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 getting tackled well, you know, and you lie on the ground a little bit and you, you, uh, you long for your mother's, um, saying sorry and don't worry, you can get up and stuff like that. And you, you lie there and feel sorry and there's a little bit of blood coming out of that uh, graze on your knee or whatever. And then you get up, yeah, and you get back into the game. And that's a choice. You can, you can now lose your cool, um, throw your toys out of the cot and walk off the field, but then you're out of the game. Then you can't, then, then you can't play anymore. You have to make the choice and get back into the game. And then maybe, maybe later that, and this is going to be very naughty now, but maybe later the guy that tackled you so extremely hard, um, is going to have his turn, you know, and, um, you can give him a good tackle and, uh, that's just having a bit of fun. But, um, the, the, the point is that we, um, it's, it's about getting up again. It's about getting up again. And, and one of the best ways, and I want to link that to the reading, getting up again is often go now having to study. Go learn how to do it better the next time that you don't, um, that you don't uh, end up on the ground. Yeah. Uh, uh, increase your knowledge so that you can do it better the second time around. Mm-hmm. And and I think that is a cycle that repeats itself all the time and you're getting stronger and better. Um, Magda, I see you've got your hand yeah. up. Um, good morning, everybody. Um, I've got a few things that I want to say. And the first thing is that, yes, I agree, families are foundational. And yes, it's foundational that men take their place. But I think we are, we need to look and 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 not either or because there are many things that are also important and that if we only say that, then we miss out on the other ones. And the first difference between um, normal community development and what we are doing for me is that 
what we are doing, we're starting with God. We're asking him, what does he want to do here? And what does his kingdom, because it's about his kingdom. No, it's not about our kingdoms. Or, and, then, and then that is the standpoint point from where we work. And recently we had a discussion and some things came out that I just want to point to um, as pointers to point it. In Ephesians 1, in the message, it talks about that the church is not peripheral to the world, but the church is at the center and Jesus is our head. And I just had a, almost like a revelation that for me, this is like essential that we need to know that the church's role is crucial in this whole thing where there are so many problems. I mean, it it takes hands with Isaiah 60 where that it, there's great darkness, but this the the um, God's light is is arisen upon us because He's upon us because we are His body. The other thing that is very important to me is compassion, and that if something is not birthed out of compassion. It is doomed to fail because if I think there's something wrong with you and I'm angry with you and I want to change you, it's not going to succeed. But if God can birth that compassion that Nehemiah had where he was fasting and crying and repenting and praying that even the king saw, but what's wrong with you? That then then something can can start um, in us. And then the other thing, my last thing is that we need to, there's a, there's a unity thing about the body that we need to find because it's the sweet spot if we are not divided. You know, Jesus said that if a house is divided against himself, then he cannot stand. And I think Satan has succeeded with the body of Christ, that we are divided with so many things and that we, um, that we, we, cannot, we cannot stand. We cannot take that central, crucial role that we have. And I think one of the things um, in that is that I, I'm twisting the scripture a bit, but it, it makes sense to me when, um, I don't know if it was Paul or whoever was talking about communion, that we have communion wrong and then we discern the body not correctly. But God needs to give us grace that we would discern the body again, you know, that we would discern the body as he sees it that we will be able to look at each other across many lines that we've drawn in South Africa, that I see you, you are a brother, and we will work together and we will do something. So those are the, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that, Marta. I think that is such an important thing, the, that we can see each other in a different way, you know, that we, um, that we see that it's possible that um, that person can do that on the ability and their connection with God, and not because of their color, or their background, or their culture. Um, I think that that would be that would be a big step for us. Uh, Peter, I see you had your hand up, but you took it down again. Are you just on that reading thing? There are many people who don't know how to read and write in our country, and uh, that's maybe something that we need to just store in the back of our mind. That's one way. You know, this this thing is going to happen through relationships. And to come back to what Nico and the Mana were saying, if you can get the vertical right between you and God, then the horizontals will work themselves out. And so 
Um, I did say that we mustn't be naive and think everybody's just suddenly going to take what we bring to them. But the truth is that we need to be doing like Machta said. We need to operate from what the Lord is saying and uh, leave the rest to him. I think of the man who invented the uh, um, Colgate toothpaste factory. He is a, uh, a Jesus follower. He is a believer. And if you read his story, he merely wanted to start a business that would touch the world, and he took a decision that um, he would take 10% and give the 90% to God, and God took the rest. And so there is a company that has impacted the world, but not necessarily obviously Christian. You see, simply by operating on Christian principles and from a position of faith, uh, God has taken that company across the world. Well, I see you had your, your hand up. Yes, uh, I'd like to ask a question, uh, uh, two questions. The first is to Peter. Uh, it seems like with the categories that you gave, uh, you are going outside the boundary of what we normally uh, would uh, call in the English grammar as family, meaning blood family. Uh, are there boundaries? Because if I begin, I uh, cross the boundaries, I could probably say it's the whole world. So what are what is my family? Um, secondly, uh, to Menzo and especially to Henry, if we're talking about reading, and studying, I would appreciate if you could, from the scripture, guide me, where do I go to study this subject? If you could quote some biblical uh, verses so that I could go and have a look at Thank you. Okay, if, yeah. I can answer, if I can answer, Benno. Um, obviously, as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. So your family is your immediate household. And the family unit, that's the one that uh, father, mother, and kids, that's the one that uh, we're talking about. And then there are, as you say, other greater groups of, uh, we're in this together. There is a family of believers. There's a family of, uh, you know, common interest. There's a family of religious people. So it's, uh, but I believe for this discussion, it's uh, as for me and my household. Thank you, Peter. I see we've got a person, Dimitri Murray. Um, you know, uh, when we talk about family uh, and the influence that family can have, we have met many Murray people um, in. South Africa um, that are descended from Andrew Murray and I can tell you all of those people this is now 160 years later all of those people are strong uh, believers that have that are leaders in their community that family is much more than just me and my family but through the generations and through the the whole impact I mean I, I was brought up in the, under the influence of <clears throat> Andrew Murray's ministry in, in Zimbabwe, though he wasn't there himself, but his cousin, 
uh, Andrew Lowe started Morganston Mission where my family were and so on. The the family starts, if it's a strong spiritual family, it starts having a, a, an impact to other families around uh, and your cousins and nephews and uh, aunts and so on. It becomes a very strong, positive influence. That I, I mean, South Africa was uh, uh, radically impacted by that family. So a family can have a, a huge impact on a whole nation, um, as as did that one and the other families that have that a similar kind of thing. Yeah. Um, as far as studying is is concerned, um, uh, yeah, that's that's been uh, something that's been concerning me and, and for for several years now. That's why I've written books uh, uh, about that because people take the Bible and they look at it and say, where do I start? Um, and and so I've uh, I've written books about that to try and uh, get starting places. When we talk about family, where does the Bible speak about that? When we talk about nation, where does the Bible speak about that? When we talk about business, where does the Bible speak about that? Bible-based business and so on. So um, I've tried to do that, get, get uh, uh, places that people can go to the scriptures and say, what does the Bible say about this particular subject? So I've I've really done a huge amount of work to try to point people, and and now I've got a a, a new series, uh, um, the circumcision of the heart. It's a discipleship uh, series to help people get uh, uh, scriptures and and say how does this scripture, this particular scripture and uh, line of scriptures impact my life? Where where am I regarding this? You know, have I really uh, got a relationship with Jesus, it's a personal relationship. What does the scripture say about that? So they, uh, I've done a lot to try to help, and the books are there available to, to help lay biblical foundations for each aspect. Thank you, Henry. Um, I think it would be a good idea if uh, maybe a bit later you and Umbeno connect a little bit and, and, and maybe you can go get into it a little bit deeper. Also, at the same time, Maybe when we put this podcast on, Freak, uh, I mean, if we can put some contact details for people that want to order some books uh, specifically around the, the community development or pertaining to that would be very valuable, if, if that's okay with you. Um, you can do that. So, Dimitri, the question, are you, are, are you a descendant of Andrew Murray? Funny enough, uh, Menzo, that you asked, uh, just earlier this week, um, I'm busy with my family tree. And my great-grandfather, um, or was it great-great-grandfather, I'm not too sure, um, is either his cousin or his brother, Andrew Murray's cousin or brother, Robert Murray. So, um, yeah, I will confidently answer that in a couple of weeks. So, busy with that family tree, yeah. Um, while I'm on the mic, may, may I speak, man? So sorry, I don't know who's next. Uh, my hand is raised. I think Afrikaans, you know, we all agree Afrikaans is a very beautiful language. And Afrikaans speaks about, um, uh, defines family uh, much better than, than English. In English, you only have the word family. In Afrikaans, you have the word gesin, which is basically your household, your uh, your children, your wife. That's, that, that is your gesin. That's, that's your family, your household family. And then you have your family, your cousins and everybody else, your um, blood, blood relatives. So um, just to add on to, to what 
Peter was saying about as for me and my house. I think if we want to define family in this context, um, again, what Peter said with association, we, we all love uh, racing. We all, I mean, if you look at um, uh, Harley Davidson clubs, they consider themselves to be family because of their interest and so forth. So the definition is, um, is, is quite vast. And, and, and if you think about it, um, um, Jesus falls under under the bloodline of King David, and and he is is not even um, conceived in a conventional way. Um, so the word where he adopts us into in, into into family, um, I think is is what we need to explore more about what family uh, says. But I want to quickly talk about relevance. Um, and I hope this is what I'm saying is relevant to the discussion. Um, I was just reminded of, and we were speaking about, about, about reading. I am lazy to read uh, as well. But I read when I have to, just like you have to, Menzo, like you mentioned. So it's very important. To, I mean, how else would one gain um, information and knowledge? Um, I quickly want to read Roman, uh, not sorry, uh, Proverbs 12. Uh, verse 27, it says, The lazy man does not roast what he took in hunting, but diligence is man's precious possession. And, um, you know, we get into the fun part of the ministry. Um, the hunting part is the fun part, but having to, to clean the game, having to build a fire, having to roast the meat and prepare the meat and roast the meat, to dish it up and to uh, share it. That's not necessarily the fun part. And so some people want to partake in what they believe they are called for, but only a portion of it. And it takes me to Matthew 21 verse 18, uh, the withered fig tree, where Jesus comes to this fig tree and there's nothing on it. I'm, I'm sure most of us know, if you don't know the, 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 the story, um, go read it up, Matthew 21, verse 18. But for the sake of time, I just want to paraphrase what happens and what my understanding is. I don't think that, uh, and, and it comes down to relevance, I don't think that Jesus came in, in a season where figs weren't expected on, on the fig tree. And I think the relevance comes to which fruits do we bear? And when we are in season, are we bearing the fruit? Or are we too busy when we are fig trees trying to be apple trees or lemon trees for that matter? Are we trying to, to, to bear other fruits because we look at others and we want to do what is attractive and what is fun? But, um, you know, we tend to, to lean towards what our calling is and if you're talking about what influences are with community development and your involvement in it, it's not always the comfortable thing that we have to do. It wasn't comfortable for Peter to to step out in in the water, and he was no pun intended testing the waters and seeing. And 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 yes, we were talking earlier about some people were mentioning when you when you when you fall you have to get up. 
And and Menzo said, yeah, some for that moment you think about your your mother's comfort and 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 um and pity for you uh, for for your uncomfortable situation. The great thing is is that we in the family of Christ can in that moment when we're feeling a little bit sorry for ourselves, we get picked up by by Jesus. We get picked up by Him, and we are helped, and and therefore. It is important for me to read this book, the Bible, um, and and I'm so grateful that it's it's divided into chapters and verses because I can choose with my with my laziness to read. I can choose okay, only four lines today, only four verses today, but um, you you get into it, you you become unlazy, you become curious, and you. Um, you want to know more about this new family that you're in. So yeah, my, my 50 cents worth today. Thank you, Dimitri. Um, Henry, I can see when uh, you moving around on your chair. Uh, is, there, is there something that you want to add to Dimitri? Something that changed my life uh, uh, or, or influenced my life hugely was when we were in Zimbabwe uh, during the crisis, uh, first of the economic uh, crash, and then the farmers losing their farms, and and uh, you know it, it, it was it was a disaster. Um, and whenever people got together, uh, the discussion was, you know, what's the government going to do next? And it was just a whole lot of complaining. And I got tired of that, and I decided I'm not going to be part of that. I'm going to look at the positive, and I'm always going to speak the positive. I'm going to speak the solution. I'm not going to fill myself with criticism and bitterness. Uh, and it, it, it was a personal attitude that I adopted uh, that made a difference to me. So when I, my own farm was, was taken and when I was put in prison. And so um, I, even in that very, very negative circumstance, when I was attacked in my house and attacked on my farm and so on, I always looked at the uh, the positive and said, what can I do with this? Uh, and when the people that attacked us in our house, when they got caught, I went to the magistrate and asked if I could um, uh, visit those prisoners in prison. And he said, why do you want to do that? I said, I want to um, shake their hands, look them in the eye and say, I'll forgive you. And I want to give them a Bible each. Um, and he said, I've never had requests in my life, but I, I wanted to make a difference, you know, so that I could uh, forgive my enemies. And and uh, and I adopted that positive attitude. What can I do to make a difference? Even if it's just picking up a piece of paper uh, off the street, uh, what can I do to make a difference? Instead of just complaining about everybody leaving the paper there, you make a difference. And it was that attitude that, that started where we are now. Sure, Henry. I have to. I have to put this comment in now. Um, a couple of years ago, we we having um, we we planning one of our meetings, and I got uh, Johnny Lowe, that some of you might know, came up um, to me to Boxburg for flying up from Cape Town, and when he got there, you know, our Johnny, our upset Johnny can get, and he was he was you know with these big hands, he was he was standing there and he was shaking his hand and said. I, they stole my baggage at the at the airport. It was full of Bibles, uh, or I had Bibles in. And um, uh, uh, Dimitri, you guys got a little fish that that you dry in, in the Cape that the guys eat uh, uh, um, uh, uh, a bokum. Is that right? 
Ja, Bockums. So ich da brought, I brought up uh, Bibles and Bockums for the guys. He says, and they stole it. And he says, what's the worst that can happen? The Bibles ended up in the right hands. And if they eat the Bockums, they, 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 the only thing that's going to happen is that their breaths are going to stink. So <laughs> the, the point is, if you want to distribute Bibles, that is the way to do it. Let the guys steal it. Um, you, 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 you know that the Bible is the most stolen book in the world. If you if you go to a, 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 a Kum Books, I actually asked the question one day. I was in Kum Books and I asked the the lady I was looking for for a particular book, and she said, "No, we put them away because the people steal them." So that's an interesting um, that's an interesting uh, concept that you go to a Christian bookstore and then steal a book, you know. And I said to her, and 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 Bibles. She says we cannot put the Bibles away, but it is the the thing the guys steal the most is the Bible. So I thought. Okay, that's a good way to distribute Bibles. Let the, let the guy steal them. It goes to, into the right hands. Um, just the, just as a bit of a joke. Um, Anthony, sorry, you had your hand up for a while. Please go ahead. So I just wanted to go back to that analogy that you used of uh, rugby field and people getting tackled. I think the problem that, that we experience today also in our country and, and also in the family is that People get tackled and they don't stand up because they don't know they can stand up. Um, The the effort of standing up is, um, uh, I don't want to call it difficult, but it's not programmed into them to stand up. I think there's two ways that you can help a person. Uh, In my my personal life, uh, God never came and picked me up out of the hole. And I think that's what a lot of Christians do. And a lot of people do out of the goodness of their heart. They they pick the person up out of the hole and they find six months down the line, the person is back in the hole. Uh, I I think the, the, the right way to do it is not to pick the person up out of the hole. Instead, rather get into the hole with the person and show him that he is able to stand up out of the hole. And that's what God did with me. He never took me out of my situation or my circumstances. He came and sat with me in that circumstance and he started feeding me with the word and he started making me believe in myself that I'm able to stand up out of the hole. And then he helped me stand up out of the hole where I stood up out of the hole. Now I had a belief system in myself to say, wow, I can do it. And I think that's the the, the principle uh, of of helping someone is is getting the belief system into that person that that person can stand up out of that scrum. That person can stand up out of the not a day for poiki is not a day after he's been uh, broken down. He can stand up out of that, and that's getting the belief system into that, and then giving him the courage to stand up out of that hole where he is in. Thank you, Anthony. <clears throat> that is well said. The, and I think that is the principle, uh, Marta, the, the, the discussion we had a couple of weeks ago about mentorship and mentorship and relationship is, is, is almost constantly with me in the, in, in, in the, in the back of my head. And, and, and Anthony, what you just described is actually the difference between relationship and mentorship. The relationship is you jump in the hole and build and sit next to, person and then move out but um mentorship is standing outside the hole leaning in with a hand and helping that person out you know that is one of the ways to to see the difference between mentorship and relationship um atman i see you've got your hand up 
Good morning, everybody. Yes, I received some great stuff again this morning. <laughs> um, uh, thinking about family, and I would love to look at how Jesus operated whilst he was on earth. And when he healed someone, he, he then said normally to them in most occasions, go back to your, they wanted to go with him, stay with him. And he said, go back to your family. At occasions, he will also say, uh, go back to your family and your friends. So normally in, in, circumstances like in ours now here in our country with a lot of broken people like me working with most of them in the rehabs even in the prisons and now especially while we also do some psychology working with some psychologists in those areas and let them draw some pictures and stuff it is interestingly that um most of those broken people, uh, if you want, ask them to draw uh, the life actually what you want to live. They start by drawing the house, the family, the children, and everything. And then we ask them, okay, draw, draw where you are now. And also what prevent you from getting to live that life. So there comes some very interesting things. So I think it's Einstein that said that in every difficulty lies an opportunity. So now is the time actually for us to help rebuild the families. And it was, I think, during the week, I was with one of my intercessors, a very old lady. She's already 87 years old. So I always go in there and pray with her, with them. And she asked me a little bit. She said, Ati, um, you were a fisherman. Um, in our restoration process, please um, tell me about how you repair the nets on the ship. And as we think about uh, community development, it mostly let me think about how we work together on the on the fishing boats. And there are different uh, areas of work. You get the factory, you get the engine room staff, you get the, the people working on the decks and whatever. But believe me, after a good catch, there are also broken nets. And with a lot of fish to work during the day in the factory, especially me as a factory supervisor, you get you need to get all those fish in the freezers and stuff, clean it and whatever. But in the end, the repairing of that net will be all's responsibility. So late at night, after finishing in the factories, maybe 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, it can be 12 o'clock, all of us going up, fixing that house, big holes, small holes. At some occasions, the whole of the net is broken. So that is what's happening now in our countries, and in our country, and specifically here with the, with the community, 
to by starting to 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 help our families, the broken people, we will all come together. And I love always how Brother Peter is dividing it in those special groups and also those five pillars and how we all can come together fixing these needs, working together from the different groups. And that is what that is exactly what is God starting to do now through this um, community development. Thank you guys for all your inputs. Sure. Osman, wise words there, fix the nets. You know, you can have the best boat and the best crew and the best freezers, but if your nets are nets got holes in, you're not going to uh, uh, um, catch the fish. Um, I just want to quickly, uh, you're talking about the, the old lady. I don't think 86 is really old, but um, but uh, for the matter of the discussion, I remember Angus saying one day at the Mighty Men, he says, the enemy does not fear your young, strong guys. You know, I'm looking at Dimitri here. He does not fear uh, the young, strong guys. He fears the old gray ladies, um, those intercessors that climb into the game and 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 it makes a habit of giving the enemy a hiding. So, you know, I've learned that you listen to those those old gray ladies. There's um there's power in what they and what they say and what they what they do in the background, you know. And if, if anybody's watched the movie War Room, um, if you've not, do yourself a favor. There's a there's a whole good story in there about the old ladies. There's there's hidings that gets handed out there by that those ladies. They they need a cane to walk, but they don't. But they carry a big stick. Um, Henry. Um, yeah, that's a, uh, an interesting analogy. That speaking about the fixing. You know, there's two uh, um, uh, stories that we read about in scriptures where Jesus uh, commanded the the fishermen, the disciples, to throw out their nets, uh, and they got a big catch. Um, The first one was right at the beginning of of the disciples' journey with Jesus, right at the beginning. Uh, And it says that they had a very big catch. Uh, but the nets tore and they lost a lot of fish. Uh, then the second story is right at the end of their their uh, journey with Jesus, when they had three years of, of training with Jesus, discipleship. And it, then it says they got a very big catch. And then it specifically says, even though there were so many, yet the nets did not tear. Uh, interesting that at the beginning, where they were untrained, the nets tore. And at the end, when they were trained, the nets did not tear. It's a very significant thing there. And and the training, uh, uh, and how we train so that we don't uh, um, uh, lose the fish. And I, I think a lot of community development work is just with torn nets and you lose those fish, as, as uh, Anthony was, was uh, saying. You know, you hop them out the hole just six months later, they're back in the hole. It's because the the training is incorrect, and one of the uh, um, things that I speak about when I speak about the uh, intimacy with the Holy Spirit, one of the rules of intimacy, if you want to get uh, into intimacy, is is uh, humility. Uh, God blesses those who are humble, but He resists the proud. Now, a lot of 
teaching today, uh, worldly teaching, is uh, you can do this, uh, you, you've got entitlement and so on. It's all based on selfishness and pride. And your nets will tear because God resists the proud. Um, uh, but with humility, teaching people how to humble themselves and submit to authority. Uh, I think Peter mentioned that uh, submission, submit to God, resist the devil. Uh, that uh, humility is a, an essential part of uh, of um, building, fixing the nets so that they're strong. Um, because it's when we're humble, that's when we get to a place like the old ladies. Nobody knows about them. But they they are there before God in a humble position, praying, and God they they shake heaven. Just a thought. I agree with you, Henry. There's there's something special about that. You know, when when you talk in technical terms, and you can help me a little bit, you you start off being happy, yeah, and then you progress from being happy to uh, and they've got all these fancy names, a journeyman, and then you progress to become an uh, 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 artisan. Uh, or the end of the, the process in, in, is uh, artisan. And it's actually such good words to use because you're apprenticeship, then you're journeyman. You go on the journey. You can do the work already, but you go on the journey of learning how to get to be an artist in that field. You know, you, be, you become a really a specialist in doing, let's call it uh, in, in turning or in woodworking or in welding or whatever. And, and, and I'm just talking about a field that I'm that I know, but <clears throat> one of the interesting things, and, and, and Peter, you said this to me a couple of years ago. The more you get into this, the more you realize how little you know. And I remember you adding the that the only thing that you have definitely sure of is that Jesus loves you. And you started singing that song, Jesus loves me. That I know, um, but. But the training part, because my in my experience, um, and and you know around the table I'm sitting possibly years more of the younger one of the younger guys on the around the table. But my experience is the more the 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 mentors that I spend time with, the more time I spend with them, the more I realize they are becoming more humble. They they realize that they actually. They, 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 although they are learning a lot and they've got a lot of wisdom, they are also learning at the same time how little they actually know, you know. And um, and that is always interesting for me to observe, observe that part, you know. That um, that the more you more knowledge you've got, the, you're also learning at the same time how little knowledge you've got. I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm expressing myself correctly here, um, but you know, you 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 start knowing that you don't know. And and that's that's it could be a scary thought, but in most cases, my experience is that it's actually a um, motivational thought. You know, I I find that when I speak to to gentlemen in the in the sixties and seventies that is still uh, very active, that they are excited about what they need to still learn. You know, they're almost an accelerated pace of wanting. To, to absorb more knowledge and, and 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 if you speak to those guys they are guys that read a lot you know they are they are consuming information at a, at at a massive rate and uh, that is always interesting for me and I'm not talk, not to, not talking only out of biblical I'm also talking about guys that has got an interest in their field of knowledge where they where they're going um 
Samuel, I see you've got your hand up. Yes, good morning once again to everybody. Uh, it's really a wonderful topic this morning once again. But now uh, to talk of community development, uh, it doesn't refer to the houses, but it points to the people that lives in the houses. Those are the ones who make up the community. Now, to change a community first, what will happen is that, uh, like Peter was mentioned about the action groups. So action must be taken. But before the action must be taken, the problem in the community must first be identified. And then the action that will take will bring a change. Uh, I, I remember the area in which I grew up. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's in the, I can say it's the heart of Windhoek. It's the in the midst of Katatura. Now that area is was very rough. Every weekend there was a place in uh, in Africans we call it Kuru. So Kuru throughout the week music play, and especially when the weekends came, so every Friday or Saturday somebody must die. Be someone was killed. Now after all. Uh, when I go to the prison, my eyes open, my light change, and I begin to pray because I realize where I came from, what will happen to the children that grow up in that area. So where are they going? So I prayed. I cried to God. I pray. I remember I would stand most every night in the toilet through the windows and I would pray and I would cry. But when I came out, Something has happened. A group from Germany has came and identified the problem in that community. So that the, the specific place where people was killed has not changed. They have bring in different projects. So women are trained to make school uniform track suits. If you go to Ackermans, there is a school uniform who has been made in that place. So the main point is that the uh, the problem main problem must first be identified, and after action, there will be a change. But finally, everything that is done in the community, the backup must be the word of God. So that will bring a stable change in the community. Thank you. Thank you, Samuel. Um, yeah, the crew. There is a problem there already. Tania, do you want to uh, um, say something? I, I just wanted to add that uh, we that we need to, you know, and this is what God does with us. He needs to reparent us. He needs to change our ways of thinking. And the way that he does that is by reparenting us, as showing us what really it is to be a father. And he addressed the wounds, the dikhaten in it. That, that's what he addressed, and that, that's the difficult part, is going there and fixing that holes in the net. You need to, uh, like my brother said, we need to humble ourselves. And, and getting, getting humble, like he said, we, we, we're in this community or this age where we are told never to give up. But if you humble yourself under the Holy Spirit and under the Father, then you must give up and say, Lord, I don't know how to do this. And then God can come and he can reparent us. And the way that he does it is by addressing the wounds that we have in our lives and have in our community. And addressing those wounds is not an easy thing because sometimes you need to re-break and realign 
the bone because that guy's been walking cripple for uh, most of his life and he doesn't know that his leg needs to be broken and reset so that it can be fixed. And that is a painful process. It's it's not an easy process. I like that word, reparenting. Thank you, Anthony. Fred, go ahead, please. Yes, thanks, Benzo. You know, by this time, uh, you guys know me as somebody that's very practical. I want to be practical. I was a prop, so um, I need to see a thing in action. And uh, seeing, speaking about Bible principles, about community development, I want to take us to this part in the Scripture uh, the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few. Matthew 9.35 And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every, every sickness and disease, every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered aboard a sheep having no shepherd. And then he said unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray thee therefore that the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. Into his harvest. Very important to realize and to know that it is his harvest, and he is the Lord of the harvest, and he will send the people to come and to go and fetch and to collect the harvest. Uh, last year, the day, and as at radio and as the Transformation Table Brothers, I really want to uh, speak our sympathy and condolence over to Ivan Etzebeth, who lost his father this week. You know, being uh, playing to, uh, Saturday as a, a Springbok captain against the All Blacks and losing your father a few days before that isn't easy. And to make a decision, am I going to stay, play, or come back home? So um, the day before he played his 100th test against Wales last year in Cape Town, I was fortunate to, uh, that Friday afternoon, it was after one of my radiation treatments, uh, myself and Hannah and our two younger kids, we went to the waterfront in Cape Town, uh, close by the uh, stadium the DHL Stadium, and there were a lot of rugby supporters in the waterfront on that Friday afternoon, especially Wales supporters in their jerseys and in the pubs, in the restaurant, uh, having parties, drinking, uh, and, you know, it was like really a, a, a big thing. And I remember one of the, uh, the places that we had something to eat, the, the manager told me, he said, today is nothing. He said, tomorrow you must see this place, the day of the game. And uh, he says, and then after the match, especially if the box won, uh, the people come from the stadium and they come back and then they party till what time of night. So, and he, 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 while he was speaking to me, I saw the harvest, I saw people without the shepherd walking around you see at that time it was in the afternoon already drunk lost and at that stage uh, i had such a compassion for them coming out of the rapid world know what it's like to be like that but uh, after i went through what i went through with the cancer and the treatment 
and I shared it with you before, before, before that sitting there receiving Himu uh, brought back a lot of compassion in my own life that I felt I started losing over the years. Um, and, and, and really saw the, the, the lost and they were without, they don't know Jesus and they are so in their own world. It's a community out there and we can say as a church, forget about them, let them go to hell. Uh, it's not our problem. But I told you the other day when I prayed on my, on my way back home from school and I asked, I asked our Father God for opening up for me the doors in the rugby world again because that compassion, and I shared it before, I saw something, I saw the need, and I need the, okay, somebody is, is being, uh, how's the English now? He said they are being, uh, taken to the to the uh, slaughterhouse. They are uh, dragged to the slaughterhouse, and he says in Proverbs, he says we must we must get them away from there. We must grab them. We must help them to, before they go to the slaughterhouse. And 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 I saw I saw the need, and I believe the need is the calling. I really had a compassion on these people. I saw. Um, how are we going to touch these people? How are we going to get to them? How are we going to uh, let Jesus known to them and, and, and get them as fans of Rapid to become followers of Jesus Christ? I don't want them to be fans of Jesus because a fan can cheer you today and tomorrow. He can say, Osana, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. And the next day he can say, crucify him. A fan is... Is, uh, it can change in, in the blink of an eye, but the follower. And um, so I was praying this prayer and asking, asking God for, for opening up doors for me. And yeah, the rest is history. Um, when, I, when Rapid Club started to invite me to come and speak to their guys. And, and last week I saw something on Facebook. Uh, Rapid being... Uh, uh, commentating in Afrikaans, uh, in, like in the old days, like they say on the Drahtloos. And I took a chance. I, I spoke to Demetri and I said, let's contact these guys and hear if we can uh, broadcast on, 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 on our radio station, on at radio. The, the, the test between uh, the Springboks and the Wallabies last week. And something that in, a, in, 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 in worldly terms, so impossible for us to do, God made possible <laughs> with no a, a, a radio station that's an online radio station for not older than four months. God gave us favor. We, we broadcasted that uh, game last Saturday. We I just heard this week, and I give God the glory and I honor Him. He's a faithful, faithful Father. We we are broadcasting the, the game Saturday morning against the All Blacks live on At Radio. We have, uh, the, with these guys in partnership with uh, Radio Rappi, in partnership, we, we have all the Springbok games in, and Namibia games in, in the World Cup we're going to broadcast. And that is not, it is live, live broadcasting. Now you're talking of, of millions, millions of rand to do this. And God made it possible. Not costing us a cent. <laughs> that is the heart of the Father for the lost. 
and people will ask me, but why do you want to broadcast it on the radio? Because I want them to get onto the radio to hear about Jesus. We need to get them onto the radio. We, if if people say you are a Christian radio station, I want to get something. I want to I want to throw a tantrum. I'm not. A, we're not a Christian radio station. We want to be Christ-like, yes, but we are a kingdom radio station, and the kingdom must come. In all areas of life, in all communities, the kingdom must come. So I just want to honor our Father God for up opening up this door, giving us the favor, and, and, and putting us in a place. You know, I found a lady yesterday afternoon in Hartemos, in uh, uh, Mosul Bay. They've got a, 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 a like a Buramak tomorrow there. And I asked her, can I come... I want to put up a speaker and I want to broadcast the radio. We've got the rights to broadcast the radio in Afrikaans. And uh, she was like stunned. She said, I said to the people with the stalikis and everything, uh, they must put on uh, their green jerseys and everything green on, on Saturday morning. But I had no idea how are we going to look, watch the game or listen to the game because even Arishir doesn't uh, broadcast the whole game. And here, the next moment, I phone her and I say, not we are the Christian radio station, I said, uh, at radio, we are an online radio station, but we are fortunate to broadcast the rap on Saturday morning. Is it possible for me to come and put up a speaker, and I want to bring some jerseys, supporters' jerseys, but there's going to be a flyer to download, download the app radio, at radio app, to, to get the people onto the app. We had a record break weekend Saturday last week with the radio, on, on Ad Radio. And this is seeing, the, seeing the, the need and saying, listen, people are drowning. I don't need to go and fast and pray. Do I need to do something about this? Just stand up and do something. And God will back you. God will do, will make the impossible possible. You know, two weeks ago, I spoke to businessmen, and a lot of them said to me, we don't want to uh, advertise on th this type of radio station. It's not, um, it's not, we don't, it's not uh, worth, worth it for us. When I found them now and I say we've got the rapi, now they want to talk to me. Now they want to talk to me. So praise God for, for, for that I can testify. If you see the need, the need is the calling to the need and do something about it. Vision and compassion is great, but if you don't take action, it's only a dream. Just stand up and do something. God bless you, brothers and sister. I'll say Freak. Awesome. The the, the 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 you know with every challenge that we face, there's also doors that open. Um I don't know of any TVs that runs on batteries, but I know of many radios that run on batteries. You know. And and I have to be honest, I'm, I'm not a big rugby guy, but I'll rather listen to the rugby mm. than watch the rugby. I don't know why. It is just the, and, and you know, I think it's possibly what it brings back in, in, in our younger years when we listen to the rugby with, um, who was the big uh, radio commentator? Speakerish. Um, that's right. That's just rugby on a different level. When you l listen to a game that has been commentated by Gerrit. Yeah. 
Um, Gideon, you've had your hand up. We, we need to start closing, guys. So, uh, <laughs> Gideon? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, good. Thank you. Thank you, Menzo. Um, no, what, what I would like to stir is actually maybe um, worth leaving for, for a chat another time. And that is simply the fact that, and we spoke about it before, Menzo, that people don't always realize that they have a problem, that they have a need. Um, they don't understand that they have a need for God. And um, Freak spoke about the guys um, walking around there being drunk, um, lost, but of course they don't understand it. They don't see it that way. So um, it may be a good thing to, to uh, one time spend time thinking and praying and discussing that that uh, you remember the the story of the guy who said, but that uh, that the rubbish lying around is, is not a problem for us. There were a time that we believed in uh, our apartheid system, and we didn't understand that there's a problem with it. So uh, many times we are just uh, uh, blinded in our sin, and we don't understand the need. But uh, I was just thinking that maybe sometimes we can have we can have a look at that. Definitely valuable point. Uh, you know that is where Peter spoke about it this morning earlier about um, you know feeling a common interest or um, because you're doing the wrong thing, but there's people that's doing the wrong thing with you that you feel that it's okay. Um, so yes, it's definitely definitely worth. Um, having a chat about that i i guys i want to um i want to uh, close off um is there anybody else that has got something that they want to add um i don't see any hands up so i am not sure if we really okay craig uh good morning guys can you hear me yeah there's there's a lot of things i'm just thinking about listening to you guys and a lot of things that are coming up but um the main thing is the challenge that we are facing um, as men of God and as fathers and, you know, as God's preparing us to become more like Him and the other father heart of God. Um, there's so many things that we are facing um, that's happening in this nation all around us. And I was just thinking, you know, we've got to actually seek the father heart of God and His wisdom that He has for the nation, what He wants to do. Um, we are facing challenges that we haven't challenged that we have not faced before and the Lord gives me Joshua chapter 1 because we've not gone this way before. So we need him to help and lead and guide us. And that's what I realized, you know, um, a lot of a lot of us have been set back from the COVID-19 and now it's just to recover and get back on track. And I was listening, you know, to what you guys are saying, but it's like also the game of rugby, you know, as you say, get knocked down, you've got to get back up again and recover. And the thing is, you know, we realize, you know, it's not just about us, it's about the next generation coming after us. So how do we put everything together in the strategy to move forward, what we need to do? Um, everybody's looking for love. The prodigals are coming home. They're looking for the church to help them, but the church cannot help them like they used to, not as strong as what they used to be. Um, this is what I realized, you know, and we need to be able to show the love of God and to help steer in the right direction. And, you know, Sad to say that we've also been facing a fullest generation. So that's what I realized. We, we've got to know how can we steer the young men and women to become who they want to be, who God has called them to be. So there's just food for thought this morning.
Thank you, Craig. Yes, it is, um, it is uh, a discussion that we had, I think it was last week, where the, the sons will do what they, f- they follow, the, they will follow the um, example their fathers lead, not necessarily what their fathers tell them what to do. Yeah. And, and I think that is such an important thing to remember. The, what you were talking about, the following generation, um, if they see that we fall and stay down, they, that's what they're going to learn. They're going to learn to fall and stay down. If they see us fall down and get up, um, yeah, that is what they're going to do as well. And um, yes, yeah, you're absolutely right. The, the 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 what we what we teach to the next generation is going to be critical to us, you know. And and um, you know, it is a it is a it's a thing of for us to survive. We need to make sure that the following generation do well. At some point, we need to lean on them again, and this is, um, yeah, this has been going on since since Adam. You know, the 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 the, the fathers make the sons strong. The strongs are the, the strong sons are able to look after their fathers and their mothers when they're older, and that's that's what that's why we've got. Um, sad to say, so many old people that is um, really suffering um because the the kids are not there to do their part you know they 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 fell and didn't get up again um if it's okay guys we i think we should um close this meeting i see um henry is not here anymore i just wanted to thank um henry for his contribution i'm not sure if we got really into what we wanted to get into as much but uh i think obviously as i said that uh, uh there's a big there's a big discussion around the biblical principles of community development um and i think it will possibly take a couple more discussions uh i i think we not, we didn't uh, and i see umbeno umbeno still here i don't think we answered umbeno's second question completely or um well umbeno will will i'll get back to you and we will um get more into into your question um, but thank you very much for for a, a very worthwhile discussion around the table. Uh, Freak, we excited uh, excited about what you're busy with on the on the on the rugby side. Um, there's definitely a, a massive potential, and I'm not talking about only getting to the people, but I'm also talking about uh, uh, doing something really cool. Um, so uh, uh, we're excited with you, and we'll pray for you with with that. Yeah. Is there anybody else that wants to add something? And then we can call it a, call it a meeting. Father, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for everything that went out, Lord. It is so good for brethren to come together, speaking about your business. And especially, Lord, when we speak about family, your heart is fulfilling this, Lord. Restoring our families communities. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for every word that went out, Lord. We even pray now for those who will later listen to the recording, that you will even touch their hearts, Lord, and make them part of this discussion. Even when the discussion doesn't stop now, Lord, that we will continue preparing each other for what you want us to do and for the change that need to come 
only for your sake and for your glory. Let your will be done, Lord. Bless us through this day, everyone in this group, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Thank you, Atman. There were some wise words there. Um, the discussion doesn't end now. The discussion only starts now. You know, we now all we've all we've created in our minds is a lot of questions. The discussion now starts in your prayer time tomorrow morning, in your time when you're driving in your car, because there's lots of you know, for me personally, there's a lot of questions in my mind at the moment from our discussion this morning. So the discussion actually only started now. You know, uh, I can see Peter is smiling. He knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know, the, this discussion will continue in the car on the way to the campfire weekend in two weekends from now. Um, so thank you very much, guys. I'm Henry, thank you very much for joining in this morning. Um, your wisdom is much appreciated. And uh, I think we lost you there for a minute, but I don't think we got really into what we wanted to get into this morning as much. But um, it will be more further, further discussions. And um, uh, But again, thank you for, for joining us. We hope we see you more often, Henry. And thank you to the rest of the guys. Um, the new guys are Craig. Um, it was good speaking to you, and we're looking forward to next week, Thursday. This transformation tafel works with trots geborg dear Maxflex cables.